Got Your Back Podstream is brought to you by Kinprint. For all your company's promotional needs, they do it all. Apparel, promotional products, using the highest quality brands. They do logo design, signage, and printing. Kinprint will promote your brand with excellence. Visit kinprint.ca. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Got Your Back Live post-game edition. Another day, another win for the Edmonton Oilers. 4-2, come from behind win against the Toronto Maple Leafs. 11. The streak is now at 11. Jason Strudwick is standing by. We're going to get Rob Brown in as well. He's racing home after doing his uh, post-game show with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. Hoping to have Brownie here partway through the breakdown. As always, Got Your Back brought to you by Sherwood Buick GMC, where they are thrilled to announce that thanks to your unwavering support, they have proudly maintained their position as the number one volume GMC dealership in Canada. That's six consecutive years. Number one in the country for GMC dealerships volume-wise. Their loyalty has driven the crew to new heights. They want to express their appreciation for you being the driving force behind their success. Thank you for making them your preferred dealership. And here's to many more years of shared success. Go see Phil and the crew in Sherwood Park online at gmcpod.com. Fantastic partners here on the podcast. Coming at you from our long shot studio out here in Sherwood Park. Experience the best indoor golf and sports bar in Edmonton and in Sherwood Park want to thank you for hanging in for those that are on the live stream tonight had to uh, do a live hit into jay on show so it was a little bit delayed in getting home but strutty oh the stream is already hopping buddy i love it when i hop onto this live stream and there are hundreds of people waiting for us to get going the loyalty from the listenership is is something buddy we've had two christmases in the last 30 days and uh, i i absolutely love seeing the frustration, the sadness, the despair in the eyes of Leafs fans when they think they got the game locked up and it comes uh, unraveled so quick, the orders get that late goal and they suffer. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. You're you're getting ahead of your skis or jumping the shark or whatever. I just... I just made a comment to you about all of our wonderful people that are waiting, and you've been sitting there just champing at the bit, waiting to pounce on the Leafs and their fans. You completely glossed over the credit that I wanted to give our people, and you immediately started talking about crapping on the Leafs fans. Uh, yeah, You'll have your the chance. Leafs, the Leafs fans, and I'll tell you, every single person tuning in right now, tomorrow, the next day, they'll agree with me. They know that I'm right. I speak for Western Kent uh, Canadians when it's time to push back. We're not taking it anymore. And I love seeing the sadness. I mean, if anyone, please let me know. Let me know if they think I'm wrong. They don't like seeing Leafs fans with sad looks on their, uh, they are nice jerseys, but sad looks on their faces. Okay, but Struds, I mean, I'm going to ask you to give them a little bit of credit here. Like, and other fans won't like this, and they'll, be, mm-hmm. they'll probably be mad at me. But that was an impressive turnout from Leafs Nation tonight at that rink. They were loud. Whole, and that was that felt like a 50-50 crowd. I'm not criticizing Oilers fans because they fought yeah. back and they battled back and the let's go Oilers where they were trying to make louder than the go Leafs go. And it was this great orchestra of fandom happening. 
But even you must appreciate that loyal following and the turnout from the Leafs fan base tonight. Can you at least set aside your disdain long enough to give a little bit of credit? Oh, no, they, they they do travel well, and there's lots of Leafs fans here in Edmonton. They all poke their head out, uh, you know, like a, what's that, the, the warthog, uh, to see if it's going to be a long winter or not that pokes his head out every now and then. But when they don't go well, they they are so sad. And I, I guarantee there's some listening right now that can't believe their team has blown four leads, four games in a row. Yeah. Just Pure joy, pure joy from this guy. Cheshire cat there. There's Brownie. Ah, I missed oh, you guys. Missed Brownie, you. we're just listening to Struddy waxing on poetically here. <laughs> I started the podcast by saying, can you believe our amazing fans sitting here waiting for us? And he just immediately started crapping on Leafs fans. He's been waiting for this for so long, Brownie. Uh, it, it was a tough night for Leafs fan. It was a tough night when they showed... <laughs> And they showed the Jumbotron, all the Leafs fans leaving at the end of the game after the fourth goal. Um, it was a good night in Edmonton. That was a fun game. That was yeah, an entertaining was. game. And I thought both teams played well. I thought both teams had chances. Both goalies played well. But one goalie made one mistake more than the other. And the Edmonton Oilers get the two points. Okay. Uh, the people wanted to let me, wanted me to let you rant, Struddy. The juice says, shut it, Rashog. Let Struddy cook is what the juice's advice was to me. They don't like the fact that I stopped you in your tracks. I know what the people want. I'm I'm the same as them. They it is you hear about the lease and how great they are. And every year they're a Stanley Cup contender. What have they done? They won one series in the last number of years. They're always a Stanley Cup guy. contender. It's I love seeing the disappointment. It's Play not the, the players. Crowd. It's the fans. <laughs> it's the fans. <laughs> All right, I will shut it now on this front, and I will get to the breakdown because we have a hell of a hockey game to break down here. It's brought to you by Mr. Dirk, the iconic men's clothing store in Edmonton, founded in 1939. You have to check it out just off White Avenue and 102nd Street. They've got a beautiful showroom. they got everything you need for every single aspect of your wardrobe. If you want the fancy stuff, they can do the fancy stuff. If you want the chilled-out casual stuff, they do a fantastic job at that as well. Mr. Dirk really is a one-stop shop for all your clothing needs. Check out what they have at mrdirk.com. Okay, my instinct is to start the discussion about tonight's game by crediting a goaltender who had an excellent night, but Brownie, I'm a little bit nervous to do so. <laughs> thinking Spreads is going to come over the top and go, man, eh, eh, he's okay, man, eh, he's okay. But I'm going to do it anyway. I got to make the call here. Struds. Stuart Skinner tonight gave his team a chance to grab points because without him, they got no chance to grab points tonight. Agree or disagree? The last thing I want to do is to make either one of you insecure in your feelings about what the, what happened, right? So if you feel the goalie played well, then stand by it. You know, you can, you can go with it. But in this case, I do happen to agree with you guys. Stuart Skinner, um, you know, much like I talked about against Detroit, Stu Skinner gave, or is the reason they won this game. Now, there, there was some nice offensive uh, outbursts from some different players, which is great. But they, they needed a great performance from him, and he was the difference in this game. Arguably the best player on the ice, uh, including the other goaltender. So this is what they needed, Brownie. And I, uh, it's, it's a great way to cap off a hell of a run by a team uh, on, a, on a big night where you know most of the country was watching. Well, it's a big moment. And the one thing that we've seen with Stuart Skinner, he, he doesn't shrink in the big moments. Uh, I thought the Oilers were the better of the two teams. 
over the course of the game, but they had some big mistakes. Uh, there was a couple breakaways, a couple odd man breaks. Uh, the, the, the Leafs could have scored on their first three shifts and probably should have scored on their first three shifts, but Skinner made those saves. He's given them quality starts, and what the Oilers are doing right now, uh, they are playing playoff hockey. When the other team's goalie plays well, in a night where the Oilers could have scored five or six, their goaltender is keeping it to two or less, and that allows the Oilers to not get goalied because they're playing well enough to score three, and their goaltender's giving them quality starts. Stuart Skinner was excellent in this game. And again, they both goalies were excellent. Their goalie made one mistake. Stuart Skinner didn't. Battle level two. I mean, he mm -hmm. knew he was going to be in one because the Leafs' big guys came to play. And he started attacking those shots, man. There were a couple times he was like seven, eight feet out of his crease, just like, bring it. The blocker save, point blank, right, mm -hmm. with Austin Matthews. Connor Bedard beat him with that shot earlier this year. He wasn't letting that happen tonight. Huge save there. Strud's battling in the crease, gets run over, you know, by Tavares, although Kane kind of booted the skates out a little bit there with his stick. But <laughs> this was a battle of an effort for Stuart Skinner. I, he just seemed engaged and all over it. He was. He was competing. And, you know, every time he goes through a game, well, last year, you know, he comes in, we're not sure what his role is going to be. He ended up taking over. But he goes through those those experiences and has growth, right, for the regular season. Then he gets into the playoffs. And, and you know, I, I do think he was tired in the playoffs. But now he's come back and a little bit of a wobble to start, but the whole team did. And now I love the word that Brownie used, his, these moments. He's been through big moments and continues to shine in, in the right moments or show well in those moments. And that's how you grow a resume to, to be able to push into the category of a number one goalie and into, into a playoff uh, position for your group and, and hopefully some playoff success. So, yeah, I think I, I like, you know, it's, it's a bit cliche, but I thought he really competed hard for his team. When they weren't at their best, the, the, I think the puck – um, decisions they had were iffy, and I think they're going to want to clear those up as they as they move forward. But you got to give them a bit of a break. It's been a while, but their goalie dug or kept them, or gave them a chance through this game until they kind of got themselves organized. Well, I think you said it best when you talk about battle level, and I think the the best example was, I think it was Camp that came in from the side, and the puck ended up going squeaking in between. Skinner's legs and he's kind yeah. of contorted his body and he's trying to grab the puck off the goal line. There's two or three bodies in there trying to push the puck across. And I don't know about you, Strides. There's there's different types of goalies. The guys that are wild and they're all over the place. There's the guys that are calm and, and, and positional. And there's also fiery and calm goaltending. Uh, you look at uh, Mike Smith. He was a fiery goaltender. I've always right. liked the goaltender that just looked calm in there. That just nothing rattled him. Didn't bother him. I mean, he talks after the game today about, yeah, Tavares, he, he ran into me, but he was really nice. We talked about mm -hmm. it afterwards, and he was very polite. Nothing bothers Stuart Skinner. And as a player, and I know that my goaltender is not being rattled, I feel more comfortable making plays because there's no fear of a mistake because I know my goaltender's got my back. And I think even more importantly, Brownie, it's important for the other team to know that you can't get to him. True. Right. Or he doesn't show that you're going to get rattled. Um, you know, how many times have you played against teams and be like, hey, if we get to this guy early, no. we can we can get into his head or bump him early or, you know, drink from his water bottle or whatever it is. Like it all all those things add up. Um, so I think that he's a guy that looks he's just he's just there to play the game. He doesn't really care what's going on around him. Loud, not loud, whatever you're talking about. So, yeah, I think that was a really well made point. 
Uh, Zuby, forgive me because uh, I was busy and I sort of lost track of the, the post-game sound that we ended up gathering, buddy. So can you tee up a clip for us and play one as we get to our Weesh Johnson sound box and remind you to check out their scratch and dent sale right now, up to 20% off units with minor imperfections. And all air conditioners uh, installs are 25% off as well. Sale ends February 15th. Visit www.weiss-johnson.com for details in the game. Oh, oh. <laughs> aggressive. <laughs> you cut the host off with the jingle there, Zuby. Go ahead, buddy. What, what do you got for clips? Uh, who do you want? You want um, Dry's got a good I'm one. giving you – this is your opportunity. You, okay. you take this. You steer the ship. Okay, let's, let's go with Dry. He had a good kind of overarching thought. If you do it a couple times and you, you, you win a couple uh, games late um, a certain way, you, you, you build trust in that and you build uh, a, a level of comfort in, in knowing that there's no rush to uh, open it up and, and score in the first minute of the third period to tie it up. Um, so I think it's just a maturity level that, that we're reaching right now that obviously needs to continue to develop and, and get better. But, um, yeah. Yes, Brownie. Maturity level, coming back in games, being comfortable in games. Like this team seems to have developed some some thick skin and some calluses that they're leaning on quite a bit lately because they haven't been at their best a lot lately. But boy, they've made lemonade, haven't they? They have, and I, I like when he talked about when you've done it before, then there's no worry. It's when a team that's never come back in a game and then you're looking up like, oh god, if we're down by two. There's no way we're going to come back in this game. But the Oilers right now, okay, we're down by one. We're gonna get, we're gonna score two this period anyways. So let's just play good defensive hockey. Let's not give them another. And I think that's what the Oilers are doing right now. They're not giving up the big chance in the third period, trying to force something. They're letting their game play. The Oilers have gotten stronger in every game in this last little while. Their third periods have been their best periods because they have belief in themselves. So once you've done it once, you have belief that you can do it again. And the word he used was trust. He trusts that his teammates, when uh, it gets a little hard in the game, are going to be there. And they have been time and time again in the last, well, 22 games. you got to look at it, though. That 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 second period goal was huge for the Oilers. Oh, yes. It's just, and, you know, and I, I agree with you, Brian. I'm not sure if it was, is it, was it more important for the Oilers or is it more unsettling for the Leafs? And I would suggest it was more unsettling for the Leafs mm -hmm. to get in their head going in there thinking, okay, now it's it's not 2 nothing, it's 2-1. And, you know, this team is rolling and we have been struggling, giving up leads. Uh, I think that was a really important goal. And I did that go off uh, McCabe or did that go straight in? I, from what my angle, I actually was standing down on the goal line as I was walking back from talking to someone and it looked like it went in. Then the replays I saw, it looked like it went straight in. And that's where I, it's the mistake. It was a mistake by Jones, who was outstanding in this hockey game, makes one mistake. But I agree 100% with you. That was that was more important. Mm -hmm. that the the Leafs now there's a little bit of fear you right. know here we go again and we've seen that with the Oilers many many times in the past oh. few years where all of a sudden that goal and you just get see the whole bench sag and that was the Oilers I, I think they feel comfortable down two going into a third period I don't know if the Toronto Maple Leafs right now feel comfortable only being up by one <laughs> yeah Struddy like they're having a hard time with leads man and that's a bad virus to let infect your game Multiple games in a row here where they have had leads and spit the bit. Pressure's on. Post-game tonight, like, they were trying to be positive and the head coach was trying to be positive. But, 
That's not good when you're losing games the way they're losing games here. It's not. And they, they haven't meant won a ton of games recently, obviously. But even before this four-game skid, it's not like they're just on fire. Um, like the Oilers have actually caught them. They're both tied for for your points. And I believe that the Oilers have a game at hand on them. And think what that would look like. We have conceived this to happen two months ago, you know, mm-hmm. even, even middle of November. Uh, it's just incredible. That's what we're talking about here. So that's the difference between two organizations. Uh, but as I watch this group, the Leafs, they're very fun to watch. That that goal they scored, the first goal, Brownie, that was elite. Uh, a high, I don't know if you'd call that scissor exchange. Matthews goes wide, Marner the other way, and they pass it cross ice through everyone and just rip that goal. That was a thing of beauty. I love watching Leafs. I love watching them, Brownie. Well, no, it's funny about that one. It's You know what it's like in a dressing room before the game. They've got both teams' lineups written on a chalkboard, and certain players are circled. Well, Matthews, number 34, would have been circled twice, would have had stars beside it, would have been <laughs> underlined, would have been bold yeah. and italics. Yet Bouchard still let him go. It's like, okay, there's the guy you want to cover. <laughs> like, what are you right. doing on that one? Yeah. Uh, but it was tell- – but this is the one thing that is is funny, and I'm not sure – we, we would have talked about I was on, I did a, a show with some Toronto people today. The biggest difference between these two teams right now, the Oilers have better defense. Simply, the Oilers, have, both teams have incredible offensive players. Uh, I love Nylander, I, Matthews, Marner, yeah. Tavares. They've got some talent up front. They're third and fourth lines. They move, they, they move the puck well. They get it in deep. But the Oilers have much better defense right now than the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I'm not sure... That's something that we would have talked about over the last number of years where the Oilers would have the better defense than, an, than a team that many had hoped would be a Stanley Cup contending team. But the Oilers with Ekholm and Nurse always have one solid defenseman on the ice. And then their third pairing has been excellent. So uh, the difference in this game tonight was the Stars were all good, but the Oilers' defense was better. I thought you showed pretty good restraint there, Struddy. I put that on a tee for you to just go after that team, and and you actually kind of kept it between the lines and were somewhat measured. <laughs> you know, I think when a team does what they did tonight and the last three games, you don't have to say much. The, the, the least fans will suffer. <laughs> they're, they're already – I don't need to dig in. I don't need to dig in on them. They're already down. They're already down, guys. But I Ryan agree, said, Their D is not good enough. Their D yeah. is not – they have – they have Riley – and then there's Who's, no and Riley's excellent. Riley's yeah, an he excellent is. Yeah, defense. No, for he sure. Is. Uh, he's uh, a one. You yes, one hundred percent. Maybe a middle to lower end one. There's no two. I don't believe mm-hmm. they have a two. <laughs> you know, TJ Brody is perhaps a three, perhaps mm-hmm. a, a, a low end three, maybe four. And then he, who he got? McKay, Benoit, um, Giordano, Giordano, who only played. I think he only played 12, 13 minutes tonight. And then is it Lindgren? Lindgren. Lindgren he's you know. He, so those two guys are kind of at this point in their careers, the third pair. They don't like they're they're they're. It's not really well, fair. They they need to sort it out. Well, and Strads, and you know it as well as I do. When every team is going to have a push, offensive push. So when that other when the opposition team has its push, you've got to be able to feel comfortable with a couple pairings that you can put on the ice to stem the flow. And Love when it. Toronto had the push, they would get Ekholm out there. Then the very next shift, they have Nurse, and they right. will calm everything down. Well, when the Oilers had their push against the Leafs today, when Riley was out there, he was good. But then as soon as he came off, the Oilers' push just went longer and longer and longer, (laughs) and all of a sudden they're under duress. So that's what Toronto's missing. They don't have that second pairing or third pairing that they can put out there and feel completely confident 
that they're going to shut the opposition down. Ryan's Edge says the Leafs are as underwhelming as Shoggy's trip to Jasper. That's that's fair. <laughs> no, no, I think that's, the Leafs were better than that. I think just there was mean. a little bit of excitement yeah. with the Matthews and Marner goal. So, no, I think the Leafs are ahead that's, of the Jasper trip. Guys, that's disrespectful to the Leafs. Let's okay. not <laughs> let's not take into that. That when Shruddy's saying that, you know that that means something. Mean. Time for our You Can Youth Services <laughs> Relentless Player of the Night. If you're looking for laborers for your business, You Can Youth Services can help. It's a fantastic program. They train 18 to 25-year-olds, getting them ready, willing, and able to join the workforce. Check out their Road to Work program at www.youcan.ca. So if you're a business owner, if you're in charge, if you employ people, um, check out UCAN. They do a great job of uh, taking youth and uh, getting them ready and willing to get back into that workforce. Struddy, who do you got for the relentless player of the night? Wow, they were calling his name out tonight. I think it's Stu Skinner. Yeah. He, he had such a big part of this game. Um, so many great stops. And again, you know, we've been wanting or the Oilers have been needing a goaltender to help them win a game. And, uh, you know, Mike Smith did it at times for sure. Mm-hmm. And now Stu Skinner has 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 got up to that level. Uh, it's very impressive. Very impressive what he did tonight. Would that be your pick as well, Brownie? Or what do you think? Um, well, I thought he was excellent. You know, who I'd give it to though, if or an honorable mention, Derek Ryan. I mm-hmm. mean, he's he's a guy that plays limited minutes, yeah. yet when they needed a face-off one on the right hand <laughs> side, he yeah. was out there taking face-offs. And again, he's a guy, he's 37 years old that uh, plays important minutes or important times of games. He's never was fleet of foot, yet at 37, he can still find himself in the right position. And standing in front of that blue paint, pucks going, comes to him off, on and off his stick. Earlier in the game, had a deflection from the point, just yeah. missed. I so uh, to me, I, big, um, Big moments for Derek Ryan in this Derek Ryan in this hockey game, and the Oilers need that. When you're going to win 11 in a row, you've got to have different guys step up on different nights. And I thought Derek Ryan did tonight. Lots of agreement on the stream there. Obelisk 21 chimed in Derek Ryan right away when Ryan was open in the slot with a Leafs guy there, but not taking his stick away. Felt so good to be on the other side of that. Beginning of the year, that was us with the weak <laughs> slot defense for yeah. sure. No yeah. man takes as much punishment as Derek Ryan says. <laughs> morning bacon. <laughs> Which is a good handle. Morning Bacon. <laughs> Haven't seen you on the stream before. Welcome, Morning Bacon. Derek Ryan never stops working, says the Neon Rider. Uh, okay, Chris, we'll do uh, Sport Logic coming right out of the break. We'll take a deeper dive into some of the stats. Guys, when we come back, I think we're remiss in not having talked about one specific thing. I was asked. For two topics, what I did on Red Show tonight, Stu Skinner was my first topic. Can you guess what my second topic might have been? We'll let people on the stream guess during the break. We should have been talking about this already. An unsung hero from tonight, somebody that had a huge impact on this game. I'll let you know who that is coming up after the break, and the guys will probably pile on and tell me I'm an idiot, but that's worth sticking around for too. A reminder that Rob Brown's appearance is on the podcast brought to you by our great friends over at Kin Print. High-quality apparel, promotional products to take your brand to the next level. Visit kinprint.ca. Got a meeting with Kevin and the Kin Print crew tomorrow. Yes. Going to get the ball rolling on the hats. Going to get the ball rolling on the hats. Uh, takeaways is coming up next. 
Say goodbye to unruly hair and hello to a smooth and silky back in minutes with Backscape. Shave your back solo with no mess with Backscape's water-resistant long handle and patented six-blade design, leaving you with a no-mess shaving experience all in less than five minutes. Shop now for 40% off select kits just for you, our Got Your Back listeners, and make 2024 your year to elevate your grooming routine. Winter is upon us, so why not make the best of it? Marmot Basin Ski Resort is where it's at. Ski half price every day, no blackout periods. Pick up your escape card for 99 bucks and make winter fun more affordable. Half the price, all the powder. Get yours at www.skimarmot.com. Long Shots Golf is the destination for both golf enthusiasts and sports fans. Top-of-the-line TrackMan simulators provide a highly entertaining and accurate golf experience, while a full-service sports bar loaded with big screens and scratch kitchen make it a truly unique destination. They have locations in Sherwood Park in Edmonton. Experience the best indoor golf and sports bar in town. Visit longshots.ca. That's longshots with a z.ca. Time now for takeaways brought to you by Redefined Health, Dr. Tyler Fix, where they specialize in total body and mind wellness. From chiropractic and massage care treatments to acupuncture, soft tissue therapy, nutrition, even an on-site registered psychologist, Redefined Health is here to help you get well and stay healthy for a lifetime. Visit redefinedhealth.com. Sent a thank you note to Tyler Fix today, Struds. The knee's in good shape, boys. Got in 30. Quick little 30 on the Peloton today, Struddy. I was feeling pretty good about myself. Must have been all the relaxing you did in Jasper. (laughs) (laughs) It was a bit bit of a detox ride. I'm not going to lie to you. It was one of those ones where, as I was riding, you're smelling the the cocktails that you're drinking for two days. Uh, By the way, I had a whale of a nap today, you guys. Oh, you know, like. I'm a hell of a napper, but today was next level. 75 I, minutes. I put the hood over my head like this, and then I put the the headphones on, the sense like just with yeah. the noise canceling. 75 rock solid minutes. That's why I'm bringing the energy tonight, Brownie. I can, I can see it. Uh, it's funny when when we had kids. Uh, my wife and I have twins, and they were less than a year old. I was exhausted all the time. And I thought there was something wrong. So I went to the doctor and the doctor said, well, you got to be honest. You're, you're at an old man playing a young man's sport. You got kids at home. What I suggest is you have a nap every day. And I said, okay, could you put that on a prescription so I could show my wife? <laughs> Came home. Doctor says, I need to have a nap every day. She yeah. goes, give me that prescription. I'm going to call that doctor right now. And I could hear, are you kidding me? That is I've got fantastic. two kids. But yeah, I can't nap. So good for you to be able you to do that. You can't nap? Nope. Study with your napping philosophy. Oh, I, I nap. I love it. I, it's hard oh. to squeeze them in. But 10, 15 minutes, I can't get much more than that anymore. Yeah. Just because the timing, right? But but Shagra, I have to ask, what are you tired from? Like, Is it emotionally fatiguing playing board games? <laughs> I, listen, I, I do things, man. Like I Actually, I, we never uh, asked you. Did you win? Oh, good point. Yeah. Your yeah. settlers that could no, none of us cared. Board. None of us really cared about your board game, so we never did ask. <laughs> yeah. Did you 
<laughs> I went 0 for 4. It pissed me off. My buddy Keith, he's one of those, he's one of those pricks that shows up and wins every game. Yeah. Like you just and by the third game, you're like, I I literally I want to throw my cards in your face and push you over in your chair. Right. That's how I felt. He he's won probably the kind of guy that gives you a ride with a full tank of gas. <laughs> yeah, doesn't doesn't drag you around town filling your tires or filling his tires. There's a gas All station right. there. No, no, no. We're going to Costco. It's cheaper. It's on the other side of town. But we're where's my there. card? Where's my where's my card, babe? <laughs> hey guys, can we get focused here? You've taken right, this right, right off the rails. That's, You're right. That's You're on right. you. So I mentioned an unsung hero before the break, uh, guys. I, and some good suggestions. Ryan McLeod was very good tonight. Uh, Vinny Darnay. There was a few different suggestions. Yeah. Guys, I'm going to point to the head coach. I thought that Chris Knobloch's fingerprints were all over this win tonight. Mm -hmm. And I'll just lay out a quick case, and you tell me if I'm giving him too much credit, if that's just normal coaching. Early in the game, Matthews, pretty dominant, couple shifts against McDavid. They go to commercial, subtle little shift, right? Leafs got to put their players on the ice first. He goes dry sidle against Matthews. Changed the matchup. Got Connor away from that line. That gave McDavid a couple shifts against a third. I think the second and third line, they end up drawing a penalty. Oilers get some momentum back. So it, it wasn't going well, and he made a subtle little move there. Then later in the game, he decides to go with McDavid and Drysaddle together, kind of out of the blue, right? It wasn't out of a penalty kill. It was He just decides on an instinct to go with it, and they end up scoring a goal. Then later on in the game, I have never seen Ryan McLeod with Leon Drysaddle and Connor McDavid before. That is playing some kind of hunch. And he throws him out there, and he scores a goal. This three different people text me and said, Should they take a timeout when it was one nothing Toronto? And then they rang one off the post and all like it was a disaster of a start. This guy doesn't panic, he's got his finger on the pulse of the team. He makes subtle moves. I love the way he handles his lines and lineup. And I think he had his fingers on this thing tonight. Brownie, you go ahead. Well, actually, I don't, I, I agree with the first move, but I don't think he was trying to take make it away from Matthews. I think he was trying to take Bouchard away from Matthews. The Oilers play more or less Bouchard and Ekholm all the time with Connor's line. And that first goal, I mean, that was all on Bouchard. So mm -hmm. I think he was at that point saying, you know what, let's get, we can't have Bouchard going head-to-head -head against Matthews and Marner. Let's get Nurse, and, Nurse out there with CeCe and the big body of Leon Dreisel. So I think that was the move, but it was a good move. And it was very, very noticeable because all of a sudden, okay, hey, wait a sec, not lined up again. But yeah. I I it, I really I like the one that they scored the the dry saddle goal, but the one where they put McLeod out there, it's they got the, they're in the offensive zone. They got a very tired group of of Maple Leaf players. So what they put out there, they put out their two best players and their fastest player. So now you've got a group that is exhausted, and you've got the two fastest players on the team, McDavid and McLeod, out there, and your other best player in, in Leon. And there was no chance. Toronto wasn't getting puck out of their zone so i give them i give them tons of credit and his demeanor if we talked about having a goalie that's calm i love a coach that nothing bothers him because when you look turn around and look at him yep all right we're down to nothing they've had three breakaways in a row eh, we'll be all right <laughs> i just i mean so struts for me i've had i played for keenan's i played for sutters i played for guys like that this is a guy that's just yep nothing's gonna bother me I'll push this button this shift, and I'll push this button next shift. And I, right now, whatever buttons Chris Knobloch is pushing have come up roses. Yeah, he's very calm on the bench. And I I, I hadn't thought about it in the way you're talking about it, Brownie, but when you say 
makes a lot yeah. of sense. It does because that five group of five does play together a lot. The Bouchard and 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 McDavid line, or Fison, whatever you want to call. It. So I I do like how you approach that. I think you you might be on something there. Um, but as far as that last little move to put those three guys together, I think. You know, you sometimes the coach you feel something, and there's maybe a hunch, and you're gonna say, "I'm gonna put these guys out there and then make it happen." And and for McLeod to be that guy, because he's he's been you know he's been scoring somewhat, and for him to be that guy and score in that moment, you just just raised another player up. Right? His confidence mm -hmm. has just gone up, and he'll he's not on that that line is not going to be number one line versus Seattle, but he's gonna go back to the third line or when he when he starts the next game, and it'll be like, "Hey, I just scored the game winning goal, huge goal for our group." I can do it for, I can do this. This is what I do. So he's got to find a way to do that for a few other players. Um, you know, I'm looking at Connor Brown. I think at Kane going again, uh, when Holloway comes up and, and those guys probably won't get put in that exact situation, but raising players up is what he's done a very good job of doing. And uh, he needs to continue to do that. So, and just to clarify, and Brown, I love the fact that you pointed that out. You could make that switch with Boucher and Matthews without having to change the forward matchup as well though like you could just that, I know that he Bouchard, plays a lot with McDavid but you could they, make that switch you could go dry sidle and Bouchard on the back you can but they they don't they like Bouchard with yeah. McDavid they I mean every game just watch the way they come out dry is always with nurse and CC Bouchard is always with Connor that's the way yeah. they like them and I don't blame them it, it works pretty good <laughs> um, I think most games you see Leon's group playing against the other team's best players. And I think that uh, Nurse and CeCe are a better pairing to play the heavy minutes. I think if I think I, I'd rather have Bouchard in a bit softer minutes because yeah. then he can be more offensive. He doesn't have to worry about playing as much in his own end. So that's the way I see it. Um, yeah. I think it's a great point. I'm I'm not sure if I agree, and there are lots of people here on the stream are chiming in saying you're 100% bang on. But here's what I saw. I saw Austin Matthews get the jump. I saw him pickpocket, like real nice back check on the mm -hmm, one. That was great, yep. David, I saw him pickpockets. And and I thought that McDavid it didn't look it didn't look good in that matchup early on. So I, that's but, interesting. I'll ask him tomorrow. I'm not sure if he'll tell me or not, but I'll try and get some clarification cuz that's a really subtle point. But that's why you're on the pod, Brownie, because we need well, to bring the, that kind of stuff. And the one thing to go against what you said, if I have Connor McDavid and someone, if you think embarrassed him in a shift, I'm putting Connor out against that guy the next shift. Yeah. Like I'm like, okay, you know what? Okay, you got me here. This is my shift now. So yeah. I don't think he has any fear of Connor playing against anyone. I think there might be a little hesitation playing Bouchard against certain players yeah great point struds there was some hope in a lot of the passes that we saw tonight and it was all over the lineup lots of hope passes from from demon and from forward certainly from evander kane so he gets the bump up the line up here under the dry side of line and kind of a continuation from when the mcleod wasn't available last game smart by knoblock to just start him there this game right that's a player you're gonna have to manage this situation a little bit but what did you think kane gave him tonight I think he was trying to force plays that, that that weren't there, but there were some nice moments. And I'll take you to the third period where he found a burst of speed that I haven't seen in a while. Skated around the D-men, drove the puck through the crease. Now, I, I'm not sure if it was the D-men stick or the goalie stick that kind of unsettled them, but he could have tucked it in back door and you could see his face like, whoa, like he was kind of, he thought he had it. But I want to see that more from Vander Kane. That burst of speed, Brownie, I haven't seen that I don't know if I've seen it this year. Have I? I, 
I agree. I can't remember the last time. Now, on that one, I, I think it was a Ford that he was racing. And this is where I talk about the Maple Leafs defense. Kane's racing down the boards, and he realizes he's got that Ford by a step. No Maple Leaf came defenseman came over to cut that off. They allowed him just <laughs> yeah. to drive the net. I'm like, it was obvious that Kane had, had the guy, and Kane knew it. Um, you want more of that, but you want less of the, the play that turned over at the blue line where Nylander gets the, the breakaway. Yeah. Or push forcing plays. I bet you four times tonight he had the puck in the offensive zone and just threw it blindly through the slot. That's a guy hoping that things are going to work out, hoping there's somebody there. Uh, the Oilers have done a pretty good job of taking that out of their game most nights. And if you are Evander Kane and you want to stay in the top six and get 18, 19 minutes a night like he did tonight, you've got to take that out because that's what's going to get the Oilers into trouble. The only time the Oilers got into trouble is when they turned the puck over against a good Leafs team and the Leafs were gone. They've got talent up front. So uh, I think there were, as you said, moments for Kane's game tonight that was good. There was uh, another one where he was yelling for the puck. He's in front. He wanted, uh, I can't remember who shot it. He tipped it and got a couple bounces and a couple rebounds. He needs more of that. I don't think we've seen the consistency. Kane has had, had about, was about a nine-game stretch where he was excellent. But I think on either side of that stretch, Kane hasn't been the Kane that we expect. ADN says, Kane had a bit of a weird game. Some good and some bad. Main thing, led the team with six hits. So mm -hmm. good thing he's not losing that part of his game. Nick says, Kane had a lot of good and a lot of bad. Lots of turnovers, but around the puck a lot more tonight. And that net drive was a beauty. Hopefully a sign that he's getting healthy. Some great comments here off of the Weiss Johnson YouTube uh, stream. Nice contributions from down the lineup too, man. Anytime you can get even strength production like that, Derek Ryan, I mean, that was a really mm -hmm. nice play. Like credit to Ryan McLeod, credit to Derek Ryan for being in the right spot. Really nice play from that line, Struddy. Oh, I loved it. And it was it was just a classic play, right? You're on the puck first. Guy goes in front of the net, establishes a position, gets away a little bit from the defender. The defenders know what's going on. Boom, on a stick, off a stick, goal. See you later. Well, let's go talk at center. Like I, I just, <laughs> it's just a great play, I, and I, I, I love it. I just, I, it's just so basic, but such a great play and effort. I'd call that an effort play. Well, what you like about it is, is you got McLeod skating behind the net. He's got his head up to look, to looking to make a play. Sure. And we've seen, and we, and I know Shogger, you've talked about it a lot, and we talked a lot earlier. Uh, the Ryan McLeod that we saw earlier in the season would have just kept going behind into the corner, up yeah. around the boards, For sure. and just kept skating. But as soon as he got the puck, he looked to make a play. On the goal he scored, he came around. He looked to see what was out in front. He saw that Connor and Matthews were tied up, took enough steps to get the right angle. If you think about it, if, the, if someone would have told the Maple Police before the game, you're, you guys are going to have a 2 nothing lead. You're only going to be uh, give up or take one penalty, give up one power play, and Connor McDavid's going to be have an assist. That's it. You're probably thinking you're gonna, it's going to be a victory and it's going to be a big victory. <laughs> So that shows you what the Oilers are doing right now, how they're capable of winning so many different ways right now, which, again, going forward, these are all positives for an Oiler team. Let's take a quick look inside the numbers here, courtesy our good friends over at Sport Logic. They've got these nice advanced analytics deep inside the game here, paint a bit of a different picture than what you would normally get uh, just looking at the box score. Zuby, do you have the Sport Logic numbers? There we go. So there you see the puck in the offensive zone time. What a significant discrepancy there. 19 and change for the Oilers, 12 uh, and a bit for the Maple Leafs. 5-2 odd man rushes in favor of the Leafs. Scoring chances off the cycle, 12-8 Oilers. 
And uh, the puck battle win percentage, 66.7% for the oil, 33.3%. That brought to you by Yo Mama Maternity and Nursing. <laughs> if you know somebody, Struds, in your life who is expecting, how about a gift card from Yo Mama? Great, uh, high-quality clothing for that time in your life when you really need that that comfortable are you guess are, are you saying that Strud's got something he wants to tell he's got someone in his I, life it's like don't, well, don't apply that company. my wife is pregnant i, I <laughs> love my pregnant my 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 i love my wife not my pregnant wife <laughs> i love my wife pregnant yeah. we are not i like her best when she's pregnant I, that's I, what I, it I, sounded like when I you're did, going with her Sean. you're like hey don't that's you strut you have someone in your life i'm like what yeah yeah, like uh, just no. There's, there's. Don't imply that. It's, and I love my. It's just that is we're we're past. We've kind of passed that that exit in our life. Uh, you know, on that stats that you just showed there, it goes to what uh, uh, Chris Knobloch said after the game. He said that he thought that they controlled big parts of the game, but they had a few too many mistakes that they want to clean up. And I think that was the five odd man breaks against the others were the better team for the most part, but they had the big boo boos. And almost cost them. That's where Stuart Skinner bailed them out. All right, great stuff. That was Takeaways brought to you by Redefined Health. When we come back, you want it, you need it, you love it. Strutty's no. World. Brownie, stick around, stick around, okay. bud. Last Can't segment wait. of the night for you, then you can go to bed. Strutty's World coming up. If you own or operate a business, you know the value of a great employee. Just ask Shogger. Pathfind is here to help you find your next star player to help take your business to the next level. Pathfind can help with recruitment, career transition, leadership coaching. They truly have your whole team covered. Building you a championship caliber roster, find your team's path forward at pathfind.ca. Are you ready to elevate your moving experience? Trusted for over 100 years, Ferguson Moving and Storage are your partners in relocation, ensuring your journey is smooth and stress-free. And say goodbye to surprises with Ferguson's transparent flat rate pricing. Contact them now for a free moving quote and use a promo code FERGUSON to receive $100 off your next move. Visit fergusonmoving.com and let them lift your expectations. When you make a mistake, heads should roll. It's not right. And I'm here. Someone has to put their foot down. Now that I say it out loud, it does sound a little crazy. Guy look good. We can't hear you, Amateur Ryan. Hour. Ryan, we can't hear you. Too long of a nap. 75-minute nap. He's still sleeping. <laughs> Damn mute button. I was getting chirpy, too. I was sitting here chirping. Yeah. I was the only, the only one that could hear it. Damn it. I hate when I do that. Time now for Strutty's World, brought to you by DLR Vinyl Products. Locations in Calgary and Edmonton. If you're a contracting business or a contractor, let DLR help you add vinyl fence to your product line. See why they've been going strong since 2005. Reliable, unmatched service with high-quality North American-made products. They're my brothers. So why not give them a call? Worst case, you'll get some... Some good dirt and some good chirps on me. It can come and drop right on my head here on the live stream. DLR Vinyl Products. 
Ca Brownie Strud's and I always exchange tech me- text messages, and he's like, "You want something serious, or do you want some lighter fare <laughs> for Struddy's world tonight?" So, I mean, in fairness to him, he gives me the option. I do. When, which I just, when when has he been serious? Have yeah. I did I are those are the nights that I'm not here, yeah, or do right. you consider the walnuts serious? <laughs> that is a big deal. There have been a few, but uh, all I'm going to say. I'm not going to tell you which way we went tonight. You're going to have to wait for his opening line because I'm sure it'll be crystal clear. But uh going to be some hard-hitting stuff tonight. Strutty. The way you eat food is important. You wouldn't eat a steak <laughs> without a steak knife. You wouldn't have sushi without chopsticks. You wouldn't have um, you know, a beer without a cold glass or have it frozen. So with the recent change in policy of no more plastic straws for Slurpees, the way you're consuming Slurpees has been very different. <laughs> I know other people out there, the claw straws, what happens if you're not familiar? They ice up. You can't get in there. You can't suck it down. You can suck all you want. It's not happening. It freezes up. So recently I went and got a Slurpee. It was at like minus 30. I'm like, screwed. I'm getting a Slurpee. I walked in and it was like I found the, the greatest treasure of all time, thicker straws. You wouldn't believe it. These things, I could drop a pack of dimes down there. You could probably roll some tunies in them. That's how <laughs> thick they are. Did they freeze up? Not at all. Guys, it was, I don't know what I was happier about. The Oilers beating the Leafs or me finding these straws at a at a local Slurpee store. I wanted to say Wix. I wanted to run it out. But guys, it was such a great story. And I, I've, it's restored my faith in having Slurpees. That's how bad the small skinny straws are. I can't believe my brothers pay for this. <laughs> That's the thing that I think is the funniest. <laughs> they do. Like, they pay every month. It doesn't matter what he says. You know they what they don't the do? You know what they don't do? Watch the podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're reasonable guys. They'd agree. They look like Slurpee guys. Yeah, there's some quality there. Okay, I'll start on this one. Strads, I disagree on the wider straws because I've 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 experienced them before too. Do you know what I find with the wider straws? Oh boy. You get <laughs> you get the head rush a lot easier. There's more coming at you. It's harder yeah, to I, I get the head rush quite easy from a slurpee and I find with the wider straws what would normally be just like a, a good solid slurp with the wider straws you get yourself yeah. into the danger zone. So I kind of disagree a little bit. I uh I'm not a slurpee guy. Um so I don't Order them what? very often? No, I'm not. Like the only Slurpees I had were at the Glendale or golf course, and you put some vodka in them, a little vodka with a Sprite <laughs> Slurpee. I really like those ones, and I didn't need a straw because I would drink those just straight from the cup. But yeah, no, I, I do. I do agree though. I I hate the the straws that they just the one the new ones where they they like all of a sudden halfway through it it's just gone, and then you're just pouring it into your mouth anyways. But limp. I, you go to see a movie, and halfway through, it just looks like a unwatered flower. Are we just, talking about the straw still? Oh, I'm talking about the straw. I, I okay. can't. I can't do. I, I. I get it. We don't want plastic straws, okay? But there's someone out there has to be able to figure out another way. There's the metal nice, straws. Have you had the metal straw? Oh, those are gross. Uh, you hit your teeth, teeth on them, and now they're cold. No, no, no. Metal straws are a sin. No. That's no good at all. No. Uh, Big Kiwi says, I don't know, man. I'm not wrapping my lips around a toonie-sized straw. So he would rather not <laughs> experience whatever uh, whatever what? you had going on there. I Michael Bruni says, a head rush? You mean a brain freeze? Yes. Yeah. I uh, I meant that, yeah. that, is, that it is the brain freeze that I end up getting. Struts, why are you... 
why are you getting slurpees in my in 30 below weather like what's the matter what are you seven years old <laughs> I, I do love slurpees i love them and mountain dew has this flavor it's like a great flavor they have another one it's lemonade put them together it's just a party in your mouth it's unbelievable <laughs> but i always go with the same one I, I usually get mountain dew and dr pepper and i mix it together i call it dr dew patented <laughs> pending uh Strutty's love for larger straws is like Shogger's love for settlers of Catan. Brownie, do you love anything weird? This is Noah asking on this. That's fair. Struds. Yeah. You guys are good friends. You guys are super good friends. I'm getting more and more of an idea how close you guys are every podcast. You know what? Tell you what we'll do, Shoggy, just because you want to be part of it. No, because you want to be part of it. The next time Strez and I go out for lunch, we'll take some selfies and send them to you so that you're part of it. <laughs> that was Strutty's World, brought to you by DLR Vinyl Products. Uh, with that, Brownie, you can make your exit from the podcast. You're done for the night after that comment, buddy. Great work. Bye, guys. Yeah. See you later. Yeah. All right, let's do our uh, every podcast. We like to sit here and watch Brownie try and no. extricate himself you, from the pod. You guys quit let's doing just... that. I don't know how to get out of here. Um, push the button. I don't have a button. There's no yeah, button on my phone. I'm pushing. Look, phone. I'm pushing. I'm pushing well, the button. Well, now, I got, now, now you guys are little. You're like this little teeny picture here, and it's a, actually it's a big picture of me. I'm going to sit there and look at this okay, one. Okay, that's enough of that. Uh, well, Brownie is looking for the right button to push. We ask you, pound that love button. Throw us some loves. Throw us some likes here on the stream. Lots more to come when we come back. Take a lap. See you, Brownie. I hope so. The Edmonton Sport and Social Club spring season is set to go in May and registration is just around the corner. Team up with your pals to play in slow pitch, beach volleyball, outdoor soccer, ultimate frisbee, and even cornhole leagues to keep the spring months full of excitement. Spring leagues begin in May. Registration opens on February 8th. Visit edmontonsportsclub.com for more details. Time to talk about your mortgage? It doesn't have to be a daunting conversation. With over 16 years in the industry, Maria Gallus with Maximal Mortgages knows how to make it easy. With access to dozens of different lenders, let Maria customize the perfect solution for you. Whether you're purchasing, refinancing or renewing, or a first-time buyer, Maria's simplistic approach and expert advice will have you feeling confident you're in great hands making informed decisions. Take the stress out of your mortgage journey. Contact Maria Gallus at mortgagesbymaria.ca. That's mortgagesbymaria.ca. Look at this guy. He's still stuck. I, I don't understand it. It's not that complicated. We hear him in our ear the whole commercial break. Help! How do I do this? Help! And now we get the freeze frame of Brownie. What a piece of work. Time now for us to take a lap. Brought to you by Backscape, the product that is taking the online world by storm right now. Struddy, the back was smooth as could be for the hot tub action <laughs> out in Jasper this last week. There you see my brother Rob demonstrating how to use the Backscape. Water-resistant rechargeable shaver coupled with the long handle lets you take care of business on your own. Shave in any direction, no bumps or cuts. Right now, their biggest sale of the year with 30 to 50% off. Visit Backscape.com. That's B-A-K-Scape.com. 
Choose from a variety of packages that can be delivered right to your door. Backscape. Stay smooth, gentlemen. Time to take a lap, Struddy. Where would you like to start, my friend? I'll start down in Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay has had an incredible run uh, of drafting, developing, coaching, winning Stanley Cups, everything. They've they've had a great run, and now they're not out of it, but they're kind of coming down a bit. Right now they're in a, in a wild card spot, but uh, Steve Stamkos, their captain, longtime Tampa Bay player, is um, a free agent after this season. After I think it was a, I want to say it was, a, was it a six-year, eight-year deal, long deal anyways, around $8 million. And um, he's a free agent and said, hey, um, their GM, Julian Breesbaugh, came out and said he will not be traded at the trade deadline. Um, now, I, I don't really find this massively surprising. Shogger, he is their captain. Um, you know, trading your captain, it's not like it's the sun is completely set on that group. Uh, there's still some good players mm-hmm. uh, and, and a strong team that understands how to win. But I do like that the G, the GM gets out in front and says he's not trading. Shut shut all of it down. Uh, all that all that being the talk of any potential trade of their of their captain out of uh, Tampa. Been a little bit of dis discontent. I don't know if that's a word, but Stamkos made it very clear he was disappointed that there wasn't more discussion about a potential extension. Right? He said he came on and said that he had public comments being about being disappointed. Because he really wanted to get talks in the works on an extension. But Breezebaugh comes from the school of Steve Eiserman. And Eiserman was known to be a real grinder, uh, is known to be a real grinder on these deals. Sure. So while there was frustration before, he's heading off potential distraction. He's heading it off at the pass here. Because the idea that, you know, the idea that with the trade deadline coming up that they could even consider something like that just stops it in its tracks, stops the conversation. And I like the fact that he was willing to do it given, you know, there was some disappointment from Stamkos there earlier. And, you know, he's having a good year. He's, he's at a point of game. Um, and he's, he's, he's a good player still. Uh, I'll be very interested to see what that contract looks like for f- moving on. He's already getting up there in age. Um, he's at eight and a half million. I don't, I don't believe he'll be back at that. He'd be down. So that'll give him a little bit of cushion the blow a little bit. Um, he's only at a point of game right now. He's only got 41 points in 41 yeah. games that he's played. Um, what is he dash 22? Am I seeing that right? Yeah. He's minus 20. Yeah. So take, take that for whatever it's worth, but so he's still pretty valuable. He, yeah, I, I don't know. Like I'm not, I'm not saying he's not valid, but I just don't think he's an eight and a half million dollar player. Like I don't, mm-hmm. it, you know, maybe if he signs one year contracts, perhaps he'd get close to that. But I, I, he, they'll probably say, well, what do you want to do? Right. What do you what do you want? How many years do you want to play? Let's yeah. figure this out and, and kind of hammer it out from there. Yeah. Uh, number two, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights are being chased down by the Empton Oilers. Uh, you know, the Kings could chase them down, but they're having a tough time winning. But uh, Jack Eichel is injured and he had a surgery today. He's out week to week with a lower body, a lower body injury, and he had yeah. surgery today to, to, to remedy it. Uh, it's it's notable to use your words for a couple of reasons. He's their leading goal scorer or point getter. I guess he's. I think he and Stone are probably tied by now. Um, but it's you know for a team that is you know around five hundred the last ten games and trying to hold off like I said the Oilers and the Kings doing it without your number one center is going to get make that job a whole lot harder moving forward. For let's just even say it's two weeks, Shogger. Yeah. So they got four wins in their last ten games and. They've been tumbling. Like you look at these standings, but they're fully within reach of the Edmonton Oilers. I mean, the Oilers are at a six thirteen win percentage. Vegas is at six twenty five. Oilers are six points back, but they have four games in hand still. 
They were just juggernauts coming out to start the season. You know, just juggernauts. And, And I wonder, you know, are you better off to start the season that hot at the risk of knowing at some point you're going to cool off and that's not who you're going to be all year or to come out crappy and know that there's going to be some improvement? Like if you could pick either storyline, what the Oilers have been through versus what Vegas went through, because now they're kind of floundering and the Oilers had a scare, but boy, have they ever sobered up big time. I love that they sent Glenn Gullickson out yesterday to do the presser, yeah. the, the media. And he had something I thought was really interesting. He said, "When I don't remember exactly who asked or how it was asked, but he, he, he basically got around to the fact that he thinks that the orders were still a little bit hungover from what happened. Like the hungover is wrong, yeah. but they're still reeling from what happened in the playoffs. And, and they were still reeling from that. And that was a really interesting comment from a guy who's been with this team for, for a long time through through a lot of ups and downs. And I, and I thought that was a great one because maybe Vegas was the opposite. They've been rolling, you know, living the life. They won the Stanley Cup and they're rolling. And now maybe they've come down a little bit off that. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where both teams are at game 83 as far as their play, not not their standings, their play. Uh, but I thought that was a really interesting insight from Glenn Galaxin, um, associate coach of the Oilers yesterday. For sure. All right, that was Taking a Lap, brought to you by our good pals over at Backscape. Stay smooth, gentlemen. Zuby, why don't you hop on in here, my friend, as we get ready for our Ask Us Anything segment. Still going strong in the Weiss Johnson inbox. And it's brought to you by Match Eatery and Public House. Happy hour is better at Match Pub Ice District. Score 20% off appetizers, half-price wine, and other drink specials every day, 2 to 4 p.m. They're located adjacent to Rogers Arena in the Grand Villa Casino. For more information, check them out at matchpub.com. Zuby, there is a significant Darnell Nurse discussion that's been going on in the chat tonight. Uh, can Struds and I maybe uh, weigh in on that one real quick? What are the people saying? Some debate about the quality or what's going on? Well, um, it's all over the place. There's, there's actually some people coming right out and saying that they feel that Nurse is the Oilers' best defenseman, bar none. Um, Adian says nurse is possibly the biggest benefactor of the Paul coffee effect, uh, other than Vincent DeHarnay. Um, and then there's people who point out that, um, and I don't have these to, to look at, but that, um, some of nurses defensive metrics still are not great apparently. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know where do you guys land on Darnell? Where do you land on true or false? Darnell nurse is, uh, ha- has been the best Oilers defenseman. Well, I like that there's three guys that I think we could argue are up there, right? I think Bouchard, Nurse, and Ekholm. All three are playing really well. And I think it's nice that we can have a conversation instead of just being crystal clear like the Leafs where it's this guy, Morgan Riley. Mm -hmm. I think that when I look at Darnell Nurse, he takes a lot of hard assignments, he and Cody Ceci. And I think when you look at certain metrics, you have to think to yourself, you know, you have to also – Look at who he's playing against. He's not playing the easiest people, and he's having tough starts in, in, in different areas of the ice. So I think Darnell was playing some of his best, if not his best hockey of his career uh, in the last, I don't know, Shogger, six weeks, eight weeks. Yeah. I mean, you kind of juked and jive your way around that answer a little bit, Struddy, but I understand why, because it's basically been two completely different seasons. So I'll cut the answer in half, and I will say since the turnaround, he's been their best defenseman. Since everybody woke up and started playing hockey the right way, 
I think he's been their best defenseman. Overall, Evan Bouchard is piling up the points, and he's playing great. Matias Ekholm has been very, very solid as well. Darnell Nurse has been a beast. He can do things those other guys can't, and I think he's been doing them consistent, consistently. A bit of a struggle tonight at times, right? But a lot of guys were struggling with the puck and making some hope plays, and Darnell Nurse wasn't on an island on that front at all tonight. So I don't think he stands out for any sort of being pointed to more than most of the other players in the lineup tonight. Zuby, what else, buddy? Uh, well, staying on the defensive front, Obelisk uh, says Vinny and Kulak are better than the Leaf second pair right now. Uh, you don't have to address it necessarily from that point of view, but... Oh, he will. Struds will. <laughs> That's exactly where he's going to take it. <laughs> but when those think about how if the if the top four is doing what they're supposed to do, that's looking like a really good third pairing right now, isn't it? It is. And 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 just to be fair to those Leafs defensemen, I, I think that they are NHL defensemen, but they're being asked to do too much or play too far up the lineup. And that's a hard thing to do. Vinny and Kulak are not being asked to do too much. You know what? I think if I look tonight, I think they're 12 and 14 minutes, Shogger. Off the top of my head, I, I looked at it after the game. Somewhere in there. So those are manageable numbers. for and, and, you know, could they go up for a game or two? Yeah, probably. But when everyone's stacked in the right place, it makes a big difference because you're not being asked to do too much uh, or more than you can handle. I like Vinny's game, man. I, I, I think Vinny has passed Kulak recently here just in terms of quality of play game to game. And I think he's been really good. I think there's... Vinny has showed that there's room for him to grow in his game still, and he's taken a few steps. I, I think it's great to see. He's a huge part of what they're doing defensively and on the penalty kill. Still, I think we need to shake our heads a little bit about Vinny Darnay falling out of the sky onto this roster and doing what he's done. Like he he came out of you know somewhat nowhere and yeah. has been just an aberration for this team in the time since he's been here. You need that. You need to have like, people come out of nowhere and, and fall in your lap and, and contribute. They could use a couple up front. Uh, is Uncle Struddy going to be on overdrive tomorrow? The people want to know, says RP Avlis 53. Uh, I'm pushing for it. I tweeted at him today to see if they'd be interested because they didn't have me on today to, to preview the game, which <laughs> probably would have made a lot of sense. Uh, so we'll see what happens tomorrow, what uh, Hayes and O-Dog and Noodles want or don't want to do. Oh, that's not confirmed. I was, I was uh, maybe spreading rumors. Then I was hoping that was confirmed. People wanted oh, to know I'm a time. To yeah, I'm waiting. I'll as soon as I know, I'll blast it out to the Got Your Back people so we can all dial in and listen. Okay, uh, Doctor Carpy wants to know. So, Shoggy and panel, do we see Calvin Pickard against the Kraken? Yes. Stress. You want me to go first? Stress. Stress. No, I'm, I'm, I'm saying first. yes. No, no. This, this is why. <laughs> I, I don't think he will. I would because I believe, and I know Knobloch talked about uh, that you know in, in his post game that you know I asked that question rest. just for you. I asked I that question just for you, Struds, about about Skinner's rest yeah. and what the plan was. And he's at ninth. He's the ninth most eighth or ninth. He kind of teeters back and forth between eighth and ninth. You got to be careful, with this guy. We saw it last year in the playoffs. I am telling you, he needs to get rest. I don't care. If he's getting rest during these, or if, if it's not a lot of games, so I would not play him against Seattle. I would play, I think Seattle's lost their last two. I would put in uh, Pickard, and then Saturday night, Battle of Alberta, Skinner. What do we do? What would you do, Shogger? And what do you think will happen? Yeah, I would get him in. I think that part of the responsibility is to keep both guys going when they're going well. And I think they do owe it to Pickard to give him an opportunity 
to keep his game at a high level. And I think his game has been really good lately. So I think you got to keep both guys going. And I would have given him the Chicago game. And I would look at it at giving him this Seattle game as well. Big division matchup, though. Like it's it's an important game, and there's a lot going. He did say in his answer tonight, they looked at the schedule, and the schedule was always to give Skinner a lot of starts in January based on the amount of rest that they're getting in, in this month. And I think that's fair. They believe that with this break coming up, the Oilers and he's and he, you know, the Oilers, he's not going to the all-star game. So the Oilers will have a break here, the all-star break, and then they're by that. Whatever workload they have to give him in January, he'll be able to recover from during the break, and then they'll be more careful after the break struts. Yeah, and I, and I get it. I get it. A mm-hmm. um, couple more, Zoobs. Yeah, uh, Chris Mazer said, uh, Knobloch was playing Catan. Keefe was playing Connect 4 tonight. Just a little reference there. And then, <laughs> Shogger, you can tell me if this is a good Catan reference or not. Chaos Never right. Died said, very early, before you guys were even here, um, Oilers just activated the robber and stole the Leafs resources just like in Settlers of Catan. I don't know if that's funny or not because I don't I don't know that. Yeah, game. no, that's pretty good for sure. <laughs> so more accurately, you would say they rolled a seven and dropped the robber right on the Leafs wheat field for sure. <laughs> at a at a point in the game where they're where they're transitioning from settlements to cities, they drop the robber right in their wheat field, and that will dramatically affect their ability to gather resources and upgrade. Uh, their infrastructure in an effort to get to the 10 points required to become the master of Catan. Can you send me that? I, I, I'm going to play that when I'm trying to get to sleep tonight. I, I dozed you know? off there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> a couple Ring of a bell chir- when you're done. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of chirps I wanted to mention, then we'll get to one more question. Um, oh, good. Doc, I say, uh, you know, you sometimes in text people, we say LOL, and we might not actually be laughing out loud. I, I do that in the chat from time to time. I LOL yeah. tonight, the Dr. Carpy said, during the backscape commercial, my wife is my backscape. And I, yes. I did laugh out loud at that. And but that we're is going the point way to the backscape. You don't have to subject <laughs> exactly. her to that anymore. You can right. take care of business on your own. I mean, I, our wives are wonderful and mine's done it before too, but I don't think they really want to be doing it, fellas. So why not? not? Doesn't and promote I, intimacy. Yeah. Yeah. Right, Struds? Yeah, I, for sure. The smooth I back mean, does. That's... It does, not, right. Not the act of creating yourself. the smooth back. <laughs> right. Yeah. They don't um, want to go- be doing it. So tell them got your back sent you, get the deal, and just get her done. Going all the way back to the beginning of the show when Struddy referred to the warthog that was going to come out and see its shadow or not, is of course the groundhog. And he and you also Struds, you said he comes out once in a while. Well, it's one day. It's <laughs> coming up. It's February second. Not just once in a while, but Chris Formasano. Um, I think he was referring to uh, the Leafs here. He said the warthog said the warthog says six more weeks of sucking. So a little shot at the Leafs there, but also keeping Struds in line with his warthog groundhog reference. Okay, let's uh, let's uh, finish up with what did I have? Bobo Fett said McDavid line down dash two early in the game against the Leafs top line. Oil captain with a heavy game flips the script, finishing plus one beast work on the McLeod goal. That's um, that's great leadership stuff. Would you agree? Yeah, he went to the body too there. That one shift, eh? Struds kind he of did, felt yeah. like things weren't going great. Went to the body. I think it's great when McDavid does that. I think it gets everybody going, but I, I just think we should recognize that on that goal, the McLeod goal, he was getting absolutely abused and in a hard battle with Morgan Riley, getting out of the corner, and he didn't didn't no. look around for a penalty. He just, I just love that. He just grinds it out and goes to the net and finds a way to make a difference. 
All right. That was Ask Us Anything. And that was brought to you by, lost my page, Match Eatery and Public House. Sorry, Match. Uh, valued sponsor here on the podcast. All right. Let's wrap up with our gem of the night. Struds, I'll tap you for this one. It was a good podcast. There were some good moments. Nothing's really launching out to me as the gem of the day. I mean, I thought my my Catan uh, analogy there was pretty solid. I thought I came up pretty big mm. there and went in depth on the game a little bit. What do you got? Yeah, I, I'm going to go with Brownie being trapped in his phone and being unable to leave mm. mid-commercial. He says, I'm trapped. I can't get out. That was... <laughs> He did say that. He did. I don't understand how he can't. It is the only phone in history that has no off button after this. I, I'm sorry, Brownie. I, we got to take a look at that. Yeah. Yeah. We need to send some technical. Zuby, we're going to book you a flight so you can fly into St. Albert and uh, and get Brownie a little bit of help there. Love it. You know what? We're kind of joking around with the gem of the day, but I, I think I will. I just thought of it. I think the gem of the day tonight was Brownie suggesting and stopping me in my tracks that that change was made more for Bouchard uh, matchup against Matthews than McDavis. I'm not sure he's right, but it's a hell of a good point. Well, it was really good insight. And I, I think he's right. I do think he's right. But we'll find out tomorrow, maybe. Secondary gem of the night, the contributions on our live stream. We had fantastic numbers. We had great comments, lots of great conversation, and it is hugely appreciated. So thanks for coming along for the ride. A big thanks to our title sponsor, Sherwood Buick GMC. Struddy, I'm declaring myself the winner of this game of podcast tonight because unbeknownst to you, during the game, I spent some of my resources on resource cards. And what that allowed me to do was pick up victory points. Victory points that you did not know I had because they were face down in my hand and you not you can't see them. So while you thought I was at seven or eight points this entire game, turns out I was actually at nine and then ten. So my hidden victory points give me the win on the podcast of Catan tonight, my friend. Oh, boy. Boy, just repeat it again. I'm almost asleep. <laughs> have a good night everybody we'll drop a podcast after the Oilers and the Kraken cheers see you guys